When you think of Christmas, you likely think of the beautiful music of this most festive time of year. The familiar carols and songs bring back fond memories of past holidays. But the truths found in the Christmas hymns are shocking, world-changing, and life-giving because they proclaim the person and work of Jesus Christ. For centuries, music instructed believers in the core doctrines of the faith spread the story of the gospel to the lost world. One of the oldest Christmas hymns originated in the county of Wexford in medieval Ireland, sometime around the 12th century. Although the modern tune was added much later, these year lyrics were used to teach new converts the simple yet amazingly profound story of Christ's nativity. A literacy barred most people for a a basic knowledge in the Word of God, and in Ireland, people were still converting from ancient paganism. Imagine a time when superstition reigned. Imagine a people steeped in darkness, worshiping cruel and disinterested gods. And imagine their wonder when they heard of a loving God who sent a child to be born of a virgin in a faraway place. Imagine the thrill of hope when they heard that this child came to give them eternal life. Imagine hearing this story for the first time in a song.
On a Christmas day in the mid-19th century, church bell towers would ring out the melody of familiar carols announcing the arrival of Christmas and reminding the faithful to attend worship services. Though the words of these carols are not sung, everybody knows them. It was on Christmas Day in 1863, during the chiming of the bells, that the poet Henry Wadsworth Longfellow wrote that old American hymn, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. What you may not know about this familiar carol is that it was composed under the bleakest of circumstances. In the summer of 1863, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow lost his beloved wife, Fanny, in a tragic fire, and he was severely wounded trying desperately to rescue her from the flames. Then, as he was still recovering, his son ran away to join the Union Army, for the Civil War was raging in America. As winter approached, Henry's son went missing, and after weeks of searching, he found him near death. Henry entered that Christmas season with a heavy heart. Many know the sadness holidays can bring when we have lost a loved or suffered a tragedy. But as Henry wrestled with these feelings, he heard the bells chiming, and the music brought to mind the words of those familiar, quaint carols, words of hope, of peace, of love, and of power. And in the depths of his suffering, they inspired him to pin the words, God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth, goodwill to men. There were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. 
For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. There was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. A recurring theme in Christmas hymns is the angelic proclamation of the Messiah's birth. And perhaps the best known of these hymns is Hark the Herald Angels Sing. The song, this song has become so popular, so commonplace, that you can hear it ringing in shopping malls and on radios every December. But the first word of the song, hark, is not so commonplace. In fact, it is rarely used today. It means to listen, take heed, stop and pay attention. Let us pray that the lost world will hark and hear these words of good news. Hail, the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Hail, the Son of Righteousness. Light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. Mild he lays his glory by, born that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. Hark, the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Secular Christmas songs celebrate the quaint aspects of the family season. Warm feelings, making memories with family and friends, traditions and wintry weather, but the true meaning of the season is left out completely. Christians are often frustrated by the commercialization and secularization of Christmas. Why would the world want to minimize or altogether remove Christ from Christmas? One would think that the world would rejoice at the good news of the gospel, but instead they reject him. In today's culture, the teachings of sin and judgment, hell, and the blood atonement seem offensive. Christ's statement, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no man cometh unto the Father but by me, is harsh and exclusive. 
Tolerance is championed, and we are told that to be loving, we must be open-minded and never force our beliefs onto others. However, sharing the good news of the gospel is the most loving thing we can do. Warning of the perils of hell and proclaiming freedom in Christ is our calling. We have the truth. Whosoever calleth upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And yes, it is exclusive. It must be, for there is only one true God who had only one begotten Son, whose death and resurrection the only way to eternal life. And by faith in Jesus Christ can one have eternal life. He is the only way. Many people who struggle with faith in God, both unbeliever and believer alike, do so because we fail to understand who he is. Specifically, we fail to understand his character and fail to believe that he is good. The giving of gifts is perhaps the most beloved of Christmas traditions. Of course, the tradition originates with the biblical account of the wise men who sought the prophesied Messiah of the Jews and presented him with costly gifts. But the greatest gift given at Christmas was not gold or myrrh or frankincense. The greatest gift was this Messiah sent to earth to die for the sins of the very people who rejected God. Popular culture celebrates Christmas with a red-suited gift giver who hands out treats for good behavior. But as Christians, we celebrate by worshiping the eternal God of heaven who gave his son to die in our place and purchase our salvation. Our God is called the Father of lights. In him there is no darkness. God is good, and he gives blessings to the just and the unjust. He is perfect and holy, and his name is love. And every blessing in your life, every good and perfect gift comes straight down from this Father of lights. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, which that is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Fear not. Fear not. But what dispels our fear? Are we not lost in sin and bound for judgment? Fear not, because a child is born in Bethlehem, a Savior. And who is this child? They call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from his sins. Each December, as we hear the music of Christmas, we set aside time to reflect upon the birth of a baby, a birth that to most of the world seemed common and insignificant. But we know that the child born in Bethlehem that night was no ordinary child. Prophets foretold of him, and the angels proclaimed his birth. He has many names, Emmanuel, Jesus, the Lamb of God, 
the King of kings and Lord of lords, the way, the truth, and the life. This Christmas, let us come together and worship this Jesus, high and lifted up, who left heaven's glory to come to earth and die on a cross for our sins. Come, you faithful, you believers, and join your voices with the angels in heaven and the saints of all the ages in worship and adoration of this Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Jehovah Messiah, mighty God and King, of love that I see, light and darkness, door to heaven, my home in the sky, the that never shall run dry. But the angel called him
there was a little bit of a mishap, so you get two bouquets this year. This whole day at this church cannot be done without my mom. Um, from, from, the, from the time when she was a little kid and wanted to see all of the, the everybody from every Sunday school class matching on Sunday morning to be in the shepherd's costumes, to be in the angel's costumes. She wanted everybody to reflect Jesus. And, and so she put that together. And she does it every year, and then she sings her special, and then she puts up with all these teenagers for months to, to get this done. And I mean, this year was as hectic as they all are. Um, but it came together, and it was beautiful, and it reflected Christ, and that's all that she wants. And it absolutely could not be done with her, without her. Thank you very much, Mom. I'm not going to talk a lot. I just want to say thank you for the opportunity. Um, I love our kids. They're good kids, and I'm very proud of all of you. Thank you. Wow, how do you beat a program that just talks about Jesus the whole time, huh? That was fantastic. Praise the Lord for that. I just uh, call your attention to John chapter 4 briefly. John chapter 4. And a great job, young people. I love hearing them sing. Just fantastic singing. Appreciate it so much. Jesus was a, a disruptor, a transformer. When he came to earth, he changed a whole lot of things. He interrupted a lot of things. He interrupted the devil's plans. He interrupted kingdoms, ideas, and he interrupted powerful people's ideology to teach one powerful truth, <clears throat> that the one is important. One person. doesn't matter if you're poor, middle class, or rich, you are important to Jesus. And in John chapter 4, I just want to give you a quick thought to the open it part 2 tonight. In John chapter 4, he has the privilege an opportunity to teach the woman at the well something that carries on for 2,000 years. First of all, number one, she got to open the gift of vision. Her vision changed that day. Because when Jesus asked her to give him something to drink, she said, how is it that thou, being a Jew, askest me of a drink? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans, because that's the way it always was until Jesus he taught her, her to, to change her vision. And he has taught us to change our vision. I mean, when you meet Jesus, you see things differently. You see people differently. You see, you see life differently. You see eternity differently because of what Jesus Christ brings to the table. And all of a sudden, this woman at the well who for years and had tried everything, she had five husbands, and the man she was living with wasn't her husband, and she was a Samaritan, she was a half-breed, she was a rejected individual, and Nobody seemed to really care for her. All of a sudden, Jesus must needs go through Samaria, and he changed her vision. But number two, real quickly, he got, she got to open it, open another gift. And by the way, Christian friend, this morning we talked about opening the gift of salvation. But listen, there's so many things we can open even after salvation. And here's one of them. Her vision changed, but her provision changed. The Bible says that before she went back to town, there's a little phrase that shows up in John chapter 4 that I love. Just one quick little phrase. Before she goes back to town to tell everybody to come see a man who told me everything I'd ever 
ever done, and is not this the prophet, is not this the Messiah? Before she goes back to town, the Bible says she left her water pot. She left her water pot. You know why? Because Jesus became her provision. Everything changed that day because the water that she had grown so dependent, it didn't mean she had to stop drinking physical water. We get that. But everything changed as far as her spiritual provision, her, her soul's provision, her, her spiritual and emotional and psychological needs were met that day because she opened that gift. And my friend today, in 2023, every day we get to open the gifts of forgiveness and open, it, open the gifts of joy and open the gifts of, 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 of mercy and grace and truth and peace and all the things that come with Jesus as these teenagers just reminded us of. Boy, I think this might have been my favorite program yet. All they did was talk about Jesus. Everything was Jesus. The, they said singing about Jesus. They sung about Jesus. Everything's about Jesus. Christmas, my friend, is Jesus Christ. And so because of him, our vision has changed. And because of him, our provision has changed. Praise the Lord for that. Heads your bad eyes are closed. Thank you for listening so well this evening. And thank you, young people, for a great program. And thank you, Miss Nikki, for all the work. And piano players and the interpreters, thank you so much. We're gonna, we are going to do an invitation tonight. I wasn't sure if I was going to, but we are. Church, it's eight days from Christmas. One week from tomorrow, many of us will be, all of us hopefully, will be sitting around a, a tree in the living room with family, friends, people we care about, people we love. And as was mentioned, there will be some that won't be here that were here last year. Family members will be missed. But there's still joy and there's still peace because of Jesus. Jesus changes everything. And the lights are still down, but if you're not sure you're saved, just come. Somebody take a Bible and say, I know for sure you're going to go to heaven. But just for these next few moments, as Jennifer plays the piano, I'll let you stay seated tonight. The altar's open. Just come and take a few minutes and just talk to Jesus. Thank him for who he is. Thank him that he changed everything you see. Thank him for the vision and provision. Thank him for the daily gifts. He daily loadeth us with benefits. Thank him for his love, his mercy, his forgiveness, his joy. Thank him that we don't have to sleep every night with shame because we've been forgiven. We can just thank him over and over and over again. Christmas is about Jesus. And boy, if we could just thank him more and praise him more and bless him more and appreciate him more. If we would just brag on him, preach on him, sing on him, live for him. If we would show this world Jesus, 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 Jesus. If we would not worry about Republican, Democrat, how much money, how much money we have, how much money we don't have. And we just make it about Jesus. Show this world Jesus. Christmas is Jesus. I love all the things that Christmas brings. I love the presents. I love the, the tree. I love the songs. I love the decorations. But listen, what would Christmas be without Jesus? There'd be no Christmas. Thank God for Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life.